This is Sadio Usmani sitting in for Noreen at the moment. 25 minutes to three it is. And, you know, I'm not one for small talk, really. It takes so much for me just to get these words out seriously. But I know her woman who can tell you all about it, and that's Cruz McCallaghan. And uh, she joins me now for her weekly audio column. Good afternoon to you, Cruz. Good afternoon, Sadia. Lovely to hear you. Lovely to have you on the show and talk to you. So, small talk. What made you go for that then? <laughs> what, other than the fact we've just done it? That's the thing. It's everywhere, Sadia. It's everywhere. It's spreading. Um, <laughs> um, I find small talk really fascinating. Mm. And it's, I'm at a point in my life at the moment where I, I work alone at the minute. Um, I'm alone quite a lot of the day. Um, except for when I take my kids to school and I wait with the other mums and dads and aunties mm. to drop off kids and pick them up again. And I have realised and recognised in myself that I live for small talk. I when know. you don't... <laughs> I live I for it. <laughs> I have the same disease. Really. Yes, yes. Well, I think, yeah. And I think, I think well, I think it's just something that people... I'm going to go ahead on a limb here and say people who seem to be in the radio world <laughs> tend to be quite advocates. Advo advocates. They tend to be advocates of small talk. We like to talk. That's why we're on the radio. Um, but I, I've realized it's a really interesting thing because it's very polarizing. And it's um, some people love it. Some people hate it. I'm still working out if I'm any good at it. I have the enthusiasm, but I don't know if I have the strategy <laughs> to be an effective small talker. I think um, you're pretty good. I think you can. Oh, well, yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah. I think so. Thank <laughs> you, I appreciate that. Um, but it is, it's um, like, what would you consider to be small talk? Can you give me an example of some small yeah. talk you've had in your day today already? Yeah. So I would say that if you're standing, I, I think I said this to Noreen some time ago, and I said, oh, you know, I was standing at the bus stop and just waiting, and then I just, you know, talked. And this was like in the UK, this was happening. And mm. and you break into a conversation with somebody, and it's just like, oh, it's so cold today, isn't it? And then and then somebody else will say something, and then you get into a nice conversation. And actually, I would probably, if somebody was wearing something really nice, like, you know, not to be, like, you know, slimy or yeah. anything, but I'd say, oh, I love your coat, really nice, like, you know, and that is small talk. That is just like saying something which is going to trigger somebody else to speak. And um, But I think it happens more, it doesn't happen so much in Hong Kong, like if you're standing in a lift with somebody and you go, you know, you say, oh, thank, oh lovely little daughter and whatever, and, and you don't get much back. I don't think people are keen on it sometimes i find yeah. that yeah i think it can be quite a polarizing thing and i think um it's an interesting thing it has a social it has a, a social function for us as human beings small talk um i'm going to talk about that a little bit more and we're starting to understand a bit more about why it's important and i think it's also been front of mind to me recently mainly because for a long time there this year, and I know you've experienced similar, with COVID-19 and with working from home and with being at home more and spending less mm. time with those bumping into people randomly, we don't have those random interactions, I found myself really craving them. And then only when they started to trickle back into my life, like at the school drop-off, did I realize how valuable those are for my mm. day because I actually think that um, I really like I really like people, and I always find small talk as an opportunity to connect with another person. And without sounding a little bit altruistic, <laughs> it's kind of what I think is is one of the most rewarding parts of 
being a human being yes. is connecting with other human beings, right? Yes, and I, and I'm, I'm, and you know, I'm curious about people. I mean, it's not a nosiness thing. I like hearing about people. I like it when people are a bit oversharey or they, you go, how are you? And they say rubbish. I, <laughs> I love it. I love it when people, um, when people have a bit of a chit chat with me. Um, and it, it means a lot to me because I think different kinds of people are very valuable and I think we learn something from everybody. Now, of course, all of that I'm saying, I understand makes me in many people's eyes very overbearing and probably <laughs> insufferable um but i want to talk a little bit about small talk today um considering that it, a lot of people find it pretty horrible and that we're realizing it is kind of um sometimes quite an essential social interaction there's uh, there hasn't been a ton of academic study around it and that's you know understanding that we do study we study people all the time we study why people talk to each other in different settings and how we talk to each other in inflection and accents and exchange everything so why haven't we studied a lot about um small talk now what we see is the first theoretical account of small talk is generally traced back to an anthropologist called Bronislaw Malinowski in his 1923 essays. This is almost 100 years ago now, um, who wrote an essay, The Problem of Meaning in Primitive Languages. Mm-hmm. And he noted in this, this essay 100 years ago, so we can't have, you know, the good thing is that we're advancing, but also we're not advancing. And that's like, I find that quite reassuring. Um, he said, he noted that a great deal of talk does not serve any purpose of communicating ideas, but instead serves to establish bonds of personal union. And um, I think that's quite interesting. So it's the speech that's about social bonding rather than communication. I always think about it being a little bit like um, that Maya Angelou famous quote of people will not remember what What you you said, but remember how you made them feel. feel. Exactly. And and so even though he thought it was a lesser form of speech, small talk, and this is how he describes small talk, he described it as purposeless expressions of preference or aversions, accounts of irrelevant happenings, and comments on what is perfectly obvious. That sounds about right, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. No, you knocked it on the, on the head there. <laughs> and I just, I, but at the same time, I don't think that makes it any less meaningful. And I think I, I've, I've had a particular struggle with small talk in those very obvious interactions. I'm a copywriter by profession. So my entire day is thought about how to say things right. in a more engaging, interesting way. So I'm, I'm inclined when people say, oh, isn't it a lovely day today to go, yes, it really is. It's XYZ because I feel the need to use language in its many, many, many ways. Um, but anyway, so this is what we originally said. So this is this original um, way that we said was just, you know, a way of kind of filling a silence. But decades after, small talk has retained its reputation as the lowest form of speech, for example. But um, in the 1970s, sociolinguistics became more attuned to the everyday forms of speech that, after all, constitute the bulk of our verbal communication. Not every conversation I have with somebody during the day is going to be productive or useful or advance action in either of our lives, you know, um, 
And what's also, yeah, and, and I think what's also very interesting is feminist sociolinguistics in particular has noted a dismissive attitude towards speech that establishes and maintains relationships as opposed to task-orientated or informal speech. So, which is very interesting, and a lot of the time people we now think about this is like a kind of, there's a patriarchal disrespect for traditionally female roles um, and a derogatory term about women having a chat to each other, mm. we, we have this suggestion that that's not as valuable as men in a boardroom making big decisions. <laughs> it's about you know? gossip. That's it. It's about <laughs> gossip. Yeah. Um, but actually, um, it, goes, it goes even further beyond that. Um, there is a scholar called Justine Coupland who writes that what emerges from feminist critiques is the fact that Western societies have wholeheartedly accepted that communication is in fact value-gradable on a scale of most to least authentic or most to least valid. And so whether or not, you know, you're having real talk in a man's exclusive domain um, and that kind of idea, it's like, well, what's the relational stuff? What's the relational stuff between people? So it's a really interesting thing mm. when we talk about these things. So Malinowski, 100 years ago, was a little bit wrong. Small talk is not just for those seeking companionship or avoiding silence. It's also a whole range of social, commercial, professional ideas. And it weaves and reweaves our social fabric, enacting and reinforcing our social roles. And of course, if you think about the different varieties of small talk, you've got doctors and patients, salesmen and customer, employers and employees, and all of them have their own rhythms and rules. And of course, um, they differ from place to place, culture to culture. But there, there, it's a wonderful thing. I mean, I know even in my office, um, I am in a co-working space, so I don't know everyone personally. When I do have a, a little moment of small talk with somebody, like, oh, look, the bin's very full, or it's a nice day outside, or whatever it is. Um, it is that kind of small talk. Is it, it does do it does light up some centers in our brains. Yeah. We're designed to connect to other human beings. We're designed to look at each other in the eye and smile and connect and talk. And I would like to also make a note on that that um, while that is for the case for most human beings, of course, we um, it's not the case of people who are neurodivergent or, for example, people who are autistic. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. they, they obviously those social cues are, are, are different. Yes. But I think at the same time, what I, I, I particularly love um, small talk with people who are neurodiverse. Um, and I always have because I, I, I know there's a lot of conventions for small talk. You know, whenever you've been having a chat to somebody and maybe the topic that they've brought up is very left of center. And you're like, that's a very strange thing to tell me about <laughs> at this, in this context, right? But um, I live for those kinds of connections <laughs> and I love them. And I love it when I'm having a chat with somebody whose neurodiversity means that they may not be following the same template that everybody else I've spoken to that day is following. And I find it so refreshing. And again, a reason that I like small talk, a reason I like to engage with people is because I like to connect with those differences in someone to, to have a glimpse into how someone else is thinking or perceiving the world around them. I find that really fascinating. And um, I'm viciously taking notes as you speak, really. It's just, <laughs> I didn't know there's so much to it. Oh, my God. I, I do, though, I find like with myself, like, I suppose it's limited to a certain extent, because if you if you can't speak the language, if you're out and about doing shopping or doing whatever, where you would actually trigger this, this whole conversation of small talk, because you can't, because you're limited by the language, I suddenly find myself sort of pursing my lips and thinking, oh, I can't say this because, you know, it's the language I, I just can't 
can't I can't do it um, unless of course I'm speaking to people who are there who will understand me and I wish I could speak Cantonese so that would be fantastic yes know. exactly and and when you have I remember when I first started when my uh, we I have a daughter who was adopted in Hong Kong and when she came home last year she only spoke Cantonese mm. she hadn't ever learned English before she was a a toddler and so for for a short time there my Cantonese just took off mm. I learned so much Cantonese and it suddenly illuminated the world around me in Hong Kong I mean it's a great source of embarrassment to me that I it doesn't matter how many classes I do <laughs> or tapes I listen to or podcasts or programs or or whatever it is it's like it's really for some reason languages in me other than sign language sign language sticks with me but languages don't seem to stick very well with me for someone who constantly talks um, but I found that it, it meant that suddenly I was able to have small talk with oh, a whole... Uh, and that's a good people. way of practicing, wasn't it? Yes, because you could pick up words and it's just... Absolutely, And now, because I could have the small talk, because it was just those incidental things, that's what actually helped me learn the language more than if I just tried to write a compose an essay in another language. Mm. It was actually just that like incidental communication that was really, really, really important. Mm. Now, of course, there's certain topics that we say are good... Small talk conversation. Com- um, I was just going to ask you about that. Bad ones, yeah. So um, I, mean, I have a list. The weather is bound to be on the top <laughs> of the list. Number one. It's <laughs> number one. It's number one. Um, but yeah, so it is. So the weather is the weather is a good topic. It's nice. It's neutral. Um, everyone can discuss it because nobody has anything personally. No one has. You can't be blamed for the weather. <laughs> you can't have a political opinion about the weather. Well, okay, sorry, climate change aside, yeah. the current weather of the day, right? right. Um, so, you know, are you in the middle of a heat wave? Is there a storm? Was there a storm? Is it going to rain? Isn't going to rain? Oh, I'm on the edge of my seat, but I will talk to someone about the weather for 10 minutes at a bus stop, happy as a clam. Um, the other one that they say is arts and entertainment. So things like asking someone if they're reading a good yeah. book or they listen to something they enjoy. Seen a good film. Um, yes, you see a good film, recommend something for me on the TV. I have very specific tastes, though, so I tend to just ask that as a means of having small talk, and I don't <laughs> usually take people's suggestions. <laughs> You go, you, you much, ask it, and then you turn the other cheek. So I'm not interested. Yeah. Not really well, mine. not in that way. I just always <laughs> find that it's actually quite overwhelming. Okay. And that when people start giving me things, I actually go, when am I ever going to have the time to read those six <laughs> books and listen to those 12 podcasts? So um, I find that a bit overwhelming. But it's okay, because I've had a chat to someone, so I am happy. And um, the other one is sports. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, which is interesting. If you know anything about it, yes, yes absolutely. I mean, I, I remember when we had, you know, just now when we've had the Tokyo Olympics and the, um, the you know, Hong Kong winning a couple of our medals there mm-hmm. and then suddenly having that as something you had in common with other people in Hong Kong, yes. like talking to, you know, like having a really good chat to my neighbours in my building about it or, a, you know, a parking parking attendant about it in kind of broken English because everyone was excited. It was yes. something we all had in common. We could all have a chit-chat about it. Um, the next one is family. Family isn't a bad one to ask people about their family. Obviously, if it's a happy family, um, you know, about where they live or if they have any brothers or sisters. I remember as a child having an icebreaker of just asking people if they had a pet. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have any pets? 
Like yeah. that's how I make friends. You walk around asking people, "Do you have a pet?" They go, "Yes, I have a fish." And then suddenly you're friends. Okay. <laughs> so there's something there. Um, food, food is obviously oh, yes. a great Absolutely, topic. that's my number one. Yeah. Oh, I was about to say. I know you are quite a foodie, Sadia. Yeah. Do you find yourself talking to people about food quite often? Yeah, I will actually break into conversation with somebody if I'm, I'm picking some vegetables or something, and I say, "How do you cook that? What do you do with it?" And all that. Oh, really? Oh. I did ask actually somebody recently. She picked up some lovely, colourful leaves, and I think she was African. And I said, "Tell me how you make that." And then she she just reeled off a recipe, which was lovely. And then I I actually bumped into her later when I was walking, and uh, she then she waved at me. So we were friends. There you go. Oh my goodness! There you go. That's lovely. Yeah, that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful case in point about how small talk brings us together. Um, another topic is work. So people often, I mean, Hong Kong, this is like, what do you do? Where do you live? Those mm. are the two things people tend to ask you. Um, but it's also, obviously, for most, for most people, work is kind of the thing that we spend the most of our time doing. So it's quite an interesting topic, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, the other ones are travel. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, to be completely honest, do that at now. this point, I can't do that now. <laughs> yeah. But even, like, if someone tells me they've been on I've a holiday at this to. point in time, I can't listen yeah. out of sheer jealousy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Emotional well, I can talk about quarantine till the cows come home, yes, believe yes, me. Like, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, uh, of course, like, you know, um, they say celebrities is, mm. you know, just like popular culture is a topic you can talk about, or people's hobbies. Hobbies is obviously a fun one. I recently took up roller skating, um, and that was a fun thing that I will talk about another time, but that was something that suddenly people would ask me about, like, how are you going with your roller skating? And I was like, oh, yes, I forgot I told you I had a hobby. Um, <laughs> of course, now let's get to the things that we shouldn't talk with small talk about, things like finances. Um, you don't really ask personal financial questions of people that you have just met. Um, it can be perceived as quite intrusive and inappropriate. Um, politics or religion. It can be a bit difficult to talk to people about politics um, because they can be quite polarizing um, and things like that. Obviously, religion is also extremely personal and potentially sensitive. So these aren't things that you would tend to bring up with a person you are not particularly familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, um, uh, Sex. Sex is also a very inappropriate <laughs> conversation to have. We know that more than any any other time not in the bus history stop, right certainly, now. Not in a bus stop. Not a bus stop <laughs> conversation. Um, death is also a very heavy topic yeah. that should be avoided during small talk. Although I have to say that I have, um, I think with the vulnerability of COVID-19 and people um, being away from family members, having unwell family members and, you know, health issues, mm-hmm. I've always been of the frame of mind that... Um, if people choose to open up about those sorts of things, to hold space It's probably for them therapeutic it's kind of, that yeah, somebody might very, want to, yes. Yes, and unfortunately at this point in time, I think health is something that a lot of people are thinking about, um, something that the whole world is thinking about. Um, of course, appearances. Um, mm-hmm. Other than I am like, like yourself, I, I think it's lovely to compliment somebody on their choices. Not to say like, you look beautiful or you don't look beautiful, yeah. but to Ooh, say, nice you know, jacket. Say, Yes, exactly. Like, <laughs> nice you know, hair. it's, the, it's the, not the label, it's the hanger, yes. etc. Um, um, of course, uh, anything like an offensive joke, anything like that. Um, narrow, narrow topics is something extremely specialized. Um, actually, to say that, though, uh, I would I, I quite enjoy talking to people who are neurodiverse. If they do have a particular specialist interest in something, I do find that very interesting for small talk. I really enjoy it when somebody starts telling me about something I don't know anything about, but that is 
me and the way that I like talking to people. Um, and so, yeah, so there's quite a few different things that we, we, we talk about and we don't talk about, but it is a really important thing to have those small interactions. No, I love um, and, them. I do. Yeah. I always try and it's always nice to be able to. And I, and you, and I think it's just, it's a friendly thing to do. It's, an, it's a nice habit, I think. As long as you don't go over the top and get intrusive or anything like that. I think so. And, and to be rude, I think being yeah. rude is, I, you know, when you're, when you're being, I've, been in a lift recently with somebody who was just a bit rude you know what yes. i mean where they yes. just have a an aggression to them and that's a bit different but they do they we do have some more science on this now about why it is important and we see in 2014 there was an experiment carried out on a train in chicago that found out that small talk actually makes us happier so based on the group of 50 volunteers involved in the test those that were asked to chat to strangers reported a more enjoyable ride than those who kept to themselves um, and that's really interesting. And this it, it backs up the findings of a 2013 study that linked more small talk and just more talk in general to a brighter mood. Um, so it's, but that's also possible. They say the reason is that it's possible that people with just a kind of sunnier disposition are just more inclined to talk to begin with. So they were maybe already quite happy people. Um, but yeah, so it's it's quite an interesting concept, small talk. And um, the reason I'm bringing it up is just because I think as we're slowly kind of um, venturing out from uh, what we've yes, been in in COVID-19. COVID, yeah, we've put up a lot of barriers between us and other people physically, um, mainly. But, you know, you do have that caution. Um, and I, I find it sometimes when someone I don't know lunges towards me without a mask on and starts conversation, I do step back because that's the world we live in now. Mm, <laughs> you do tend mm. to get a bit cautious. Yeah, but things have changed think, an awful lot now, haven't yeah. they? That's it. Great. Yeah, but I... I also think that having a mask on, somehow it actually enables more small talk because it's almost like, um, it is like wearing a mask. Masks are very empowering in a lot of ways. People can't see us talking, but we, we kind of have that connection, that sort of like safety blanket. So I think that's really interesting. I have yeah. a few quotes to end on, Sadia. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Um, the first one is from Giles Brandreth who said, and the purpose of small talk is not to be controversial, clever, or even interesting. It's, simply to, <laughs> it's yeah. simply to fill the silent void with a small gesture of common humanity. It's a spoken smile, a verbal handshake. Oh, that's lovely. Which I really liked. And this one I really liked, and I thought that maybe you would also relate to this one and like, which is from the Irish writer Elizabeth Bowen, who said, intimacies between women often go backwards beginning in revelations and ending in small talk. <laughs> That's very nice. Good. Yeah, it was quite delightful. Thank you so much. There's so much to think about, Cruz. I'm going to have to just go through my notes and, uh, <laughs> and, and get out there and talk. <laughs> Thank get you ever so much. Yeah. No <laughs> Thank worries. you very much. We'll see you again next week. Yep. <laughs> okay, Happy okay. chatting. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.